0: I'm going to share a testimony, uh, how I walked through a situation today. And I'm going to make some of you angry. I know I am. You know, I, I listened to a man this week who said, and it, this, this cracked me up, but this is so true of some of us religion He said that this gentleman he knew went to a church and was very happy with the church. And he was very happy with the minister. And he was very happy with everything. And then that minister went to another church, and they got a new minister. And the new minister came in, and instead of preaching, now get this, instead of preaching that uh, we were all going to be raptured before the tribulation, this new minister started ministering, well, that might not be so, and gave him some verses. Well, this person got so angry that this new minister was saying that we might have to go through the tribulation, that he just went to another church and he went to another church because that church believed that he was going to be raptured before the tribulation. Now think about that for a minute. He's not listening, not reading the Word of God. He's just going to decide that his future depends on what pastor he's listening to. Do you know a lot of us do that? You think your life is according to what your pastor is ministering to you. Were you out of town this week? God, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 really. But anyway, now we're going to look at the Word of God because it doesn't matter what our pastors are preaching to us, even this one, if it is not according to the Word of God.
1: Amen. All right,
0: now, we are going to go to Hebrews 10, and I'm going to walk you through uh, several years of my life when uh, back in the 80s and, and 90s and probably 2000s. Okay, it says verse, 10, verse 16 of Hebrews 16. It says, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. This is the writer of Hebrews, and he's discussing what happened with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. In fact, let's go up a little higher. Let's go to verse 10. It says, by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And then he goes down into verse 12. He says, but this man, this man, this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from henceforth expecting to his enemies be made his footstool for by one offering, one offering, the the offering of Jesus's body for our sin. He has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that, he said before, This is a covenant I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. And this next verse is one I want to get to. It says, Now, where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Where remission of these is, remission of what? The sins. Where these sins are remitted, there is no more offering for sin. You got that? You cannot pay for your sins anymore. They have already been paid for. I was a waitress putting myself through college. And I've had several situations where as I was waiting a table, somebody would come to me and say, I want to buy that person's dinner at that table. And so I would give them the check and they would pay for that person's dinner. And so then I would go over later when that person was finished eating his dinner and say, your check has been paid for. And you know, I've had some that would be half upset and say, well, I want to pay for it. And I would have to tell them as a waitress, you can't, it's already been paid for. Do you get that? You can't pay for your check, it's already been paid for. You can only do it once. Well, Jesus already paid for the sin. And now I see that and I'm I'm just so happy. There's only one sacrifice for sins and Jesus paid it. Thank you, Jesus. Now, turn with me to Romans 5, verse 1. It says, therefore, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I shared the other day that back in the 80s, God put me in a place in Frisco where there was nobody around me. I couldn't call anybody. Everywhere was long distance. And Frisco was kind of, back in those days, there was only 3,000 people in Frisco. And there wasn't anybody around. And so I had two children, and my job, my husband had a job that worked day and night. So what I did was I read the Word of God, and I prayed. And I would read Romans over and over and over again. And I came to this verse. And it says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? I knew that verse wasn't true in my life. You know why? I knew there was not peace between God and I. I could tell down here there was no peace between God and I. And that was a very uncomfortable feeling. Now, the problem was, by one sacrifice... Sin has been paid for. My sin's been paid for. Why do I feel this way? Why do I not have peace with God? That first couple words, therefore being justified by faith. By faith. Oh, I hated those words. Faith. I told God once, I had a conversation with him. I told God once, why do we have to have faith? Why do we have to use faith? Why couldn't you just have done it and handed it to me? I mean, why couldn't you just make me rich without me asking? I mean, Jesus made me rich. Why, don't, why am I not rich? Why don't you just give it to me? Why do I have to have faith? Oh, I hated those words. You know what? I told him, I said, when you set up this world, why did you put faith in there? Why did you have to do that? And you know what? God very promptly taught me something. He said, Kathy, Kathy. He would call me Kathy. He said, Kathy. He said, I didn't set up the world. I am. I am. God did not begin. There has never been a beginning of God. I am. He was, he is, he's is to come. There was never a beginning with God. Faith is what, how God works. And he didn't make it that way. He is that way. Do you see? There is no start with God. We in our human finite minds think that God started just like we did. He never started. He always was. He always is and he always will be. He draws an eternity. So there was never a, let me see. I tell you what, let's make him have to have faith. No, God is faith. That's how God does things. And you know what? He expects us to do it the same way. Oh, I didn't like that. And I went through, I struggled. And it says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'd come here every Sunday. And every Sunday, Dole would say, turn to Mark 1. Turn to Mark 1, verse 14 and 15. Repent and believe the gospel. And then he'd get into it. And I would listen. And I would listen at night. And it just, there was a trap there. There was something I was struggling with. Turn with me to Romans 10, and I will show you. Do you know Jesus did pay for every sin? Absolutely paid for your sin, and you cannot pay for it again. You cannot satisfy the Father by being guilty for four days. Remember those days? You do something wrong, and you felt like you had to feel guilty for four days to satisfy God. That is a lie. That is a lie. Your sin's already been paid for. So, what's the problem? The problem was the fifth word there faith. Faith. Do you know that I was taught way back when I was in high school to confess your sins, and when your sins are confessed, you are forgiven? And I would think, okay, my sins are forgiven. I confessed them all. Then, why couldn't I believe Romans 1 5? 5, 5, why? Could I not have peace with God? You know, if I believed that back then, I would have peace with God. Right. You, know, you know what a litmus test is? A litmus test, I used to, I te- used to teach. A litmus test is a little piece of paper, and it's, it's coated with a certain material. And if you take that litmus paper and you put it into a substance, that litmus paper will turn color, and the color that it turns to will tell you exactly what's in that solution. It will tell you exactly what's in the solution. So you can definitely have proof of what's in that solution. Well, uh, Romans 5.1 became my litmus test. I realized that if I didn't feel that there was peace between God and me, then there was a problem with my faith. There was a problem with my being forgiven. There was a problem with my being Forgiven. Because if I'm not justified by faith, if I'm justified by faith, I have peace with God. There's no peace. What's the problem? Kathy's not believing. Kathy doesn't have faith for her forgiveness, her justification, and I knew it. I knew it. What was the litmus test? What proved it? 5-1. There was no peace between me and God. Turn with me to Romans 10. Amen. I will show you how I got out of that situation. You mean to tell me that when I confess my sins and I, you know, that, that God not forgiven? I don't know. Do you have peace with God? Do you have peace with God? Is God, are you totally at peace? Is there total peace between you and the father? Hmm. There's your litmus test. Are you all forgiven? Now, Romans 10, verse 13. It says, well, let's go to verse 12. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all upon him. And we all say this verse. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, verse 14. How then shall they call in him in whom they have not believed? They have not believed. How can they call on him in whom they have not believed? Have you ever sat there and said to yourself, well, I certainly would uh, have faith if I just knew what to believe. Do you know you have to believe first? Do you know before you get the faith for what you're believing, uh, your faith, you have to believe first? You know what Hebrews 1 says, Hebrews 11, 1? It says, faith is the substance, the evidence of things, hope for well it's the substance it's the evidence of the hope what's the hope the expectation what you're believing what you're believing what comes first you got to believe you got to believe first and that believing brings the faith let's read this it says how should they call on him in whom they have not believed and how say they believe in him in whom they have not heard if you don't know what to believe in you can't believe And how shall they hear without a preacher? It says, says, and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the gospel of peace. See what it brings? It brings that peace and brings glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. They haven't all obeyed it. Hebrews, I think it's 4, says that that the the Jews for preached the gospel, but it didn't profit them because they didn't mix faith in what they did in, in, in it. They didn't mix their faith with it. It didn't profit them. I found that the words that I was forgiven didn't profit me because there was no peace between God and I. Now, it says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who has believed our report? You gotta believe it first. You gotta believe it first. Well, what do you mean by believe? I meant I had to look at it. I had to decide that that was the truth and not what I felt. I had to decide that the word of God was the word of God and that it was truth. I had to decide that what Jesus did was above what I felt what I saw, and what I was taught. That's believing. Hanging on to, um, what's it called? Uh, Believing, trusting, trusting in what that was, was the truth. Trusting in it. And you know what I found when I started really trusting in it? And I started believing it. And you know how I believed right here? I preached it to myself. Hey, I preached it over and over and over. You think I preached now? You should have heard me back then. I preached the gospel to myself constantly. I'd go in my room and read, and then I'd preach. Kathy, sometimes I'd stand in front of the mirror. You listening? Kathy, you listening? And I would preach the gospel to myself. And you know what happened when I preached it? I started hearing it. And when I started hearing it, I started trusting it. I started making it my own. I started believing it. Forcing myself to trust it. That was believing. Forcing myself to hang on to it, to adhere to it, to trust it. And when I started trusting in it, the faith started rising. The faith on my heart for what Jesus did started to grow and there came a day oh i would the lovely day that i read hebrews 5 1 and it be there was peace between god and me there was peace now believe that gospel thank you for joining kathy davidson God bless.